not Sky Derrickson. Sky is a woman, <laughs> and um, she's not here to share with us at this moment. But um, I did ask her to uh, send me ahead some words that I could share with all of you about their ministries. Sky and Ned, are, of course. Uh, we pray for them uh, every other week. They're uh, missionaries in Turkey. And, um, and it's really interesting that Marcy's here tonight because uh, they're part of her family with her as well. They're missionaries in Ethiopia, started Grace Center. They're a wonderful orphanage, a wonderful work that's going on there. So, you know, obviously, again, this was a divine setup. This is God's plan of being missionary weekends. So we're glad that you're here. Um, as you head out today in the narthex, uh, there is uh, a little newsletter they put out monthly called Crossroads Chronicles. And it just shares some of the stories that they experience each month in Turkey. And much like Marcy and her family stories, a lot of miracles, a lot of wonderful ways that God moves. So, um, pretend that I'm Sky. <laughs> I'm going to share with you uh, some wonderful reflections. Uh, this is entitled Reflections on 10 Years of Hope in the Middle East. Warmest greetings in the name of Jesus Christ from Turkey, the land of the seven churches of John's book, Revelation. We heartily thank you for helping to make all of what I'm about to tell you possible through your generous prayers and support. We are humbled by your sacrificial partnership and our ministry to Muslims in recent years as we seek by sharing the gospel with them to transform whole nations to Jesus Christ. Having Father Joe read all of what you are hearing right now makes it a particular and personal honor for us as he brings the good news from places of darkness where Christians are persecuted for the gospel. He has been an encouragement and inspiration to our work, and we're always praying for him and for all of you. Thanks for standing with us. We are grateful for you. By the way, as you know, this year, uh, our theme, part of our theme was the year of the double portion. And as I've shared with you already, I knew it was going to be a double portion of blessing. I didn't realize it was going to be a double portion of trial as well. <laughs> but we were able to give them a double portion, double what we usually gave them for their work this year in Turkey and the other missionaries as well. So we're so grateful for that. Our mission. Our mission is 2 Timothy 2.2. And the things that you've heard me say among many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be qualified to teach others also. That is, our mission is to make disciples of Christ who will engage in the risky business of teaching others the good news of Jesus. We identify men of peace through street evangelism, friendship evangelism, tract distribution, and also social media. These brave men and women must take the gospel to many others, even at the risk of their own lives, if necessary to bring others into God's kingdom. Our vision for Turkey and the Middle East is taken from the book of Acts, where we read that many thousands received Jesus after his death and resurrection. This area that we minister in is a dangerous environment. Areas of the world, such as the Middle East, where the gospel is restricted or unavailable, receive the least amount of money and resources for Christian ministry, less than 0.01% of all Western missionary budgets according to the U.S. Center for World Mission in Pasadena, California. That'd be Fuller Theological Seminary. Few missionaries want to go and live and work in these areas. It's dirty, dangerous work. Missionaries are strictly forbidden in Muslim nations. Sharing Jesus with Muslims by anyone is illegal. Human rights are routinely violated by police and government security agencies, yet we rejoice in the opportunity for his light to shine more brightly 
in the Islamic darkness of violence, oppression, and poverty. With few exceptions, 1.5 billion Muslims live and die and never hear the gospel in their own language, like we do in America. Therefore, it's crucial if we are to obey Christ's command to make disciples of all nations to prioritize areas most in need of Jesus, such as the Middle East, not only in places where the gospel already exists in abundance. The people in Turkey and Egypt are in such desperate need that spiritual hunger is in abundance as we look to identify courageous men of peace who will be 30, 60, and 100 folders for extending his kingdom. Here are a series of many stories that demonstrate the process of how we find fruitful men of God. Answer prayers for healing. Uh, 2 Corinthians, for we live by faith, not by sight. We're confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due for the things that we've done while in the body, whether good or bad. Serving our faithful Lord Jesus for seven years in Egypt, the most wonderful lesson we learned was trusting in his power, protection and provision, no matter what. God showed up in all kinds of impossible situations with his answers as far as we trusted him in those situations and prayed. For example, and by the way, when you get, if you sign up for their newsletter month after month after month, you're going to read these miracle stories. It could be unbelievable to you, but they happen all the time. We saw many broken bones healed right away when we prayed in his precious name. One elderly lady who was blind for 10 years after her husband beat her opened her eyes after our family prayed for hours throughout the day. Her husband, who had Bell's palsy, found that his mouth returned to normal after we prayed another day. There was tremendous rejoicing, as you can imagine. Soon after he first accepted Jesus, God sent angels to our main disciple, Muhammad, when he came under financial distress. We agonized that we could not give him money because we expected him to grow as one of our disciples, allowing God to provide for him and his family so that Muhammad could teach about God's provision to others and not depend on us. After he first accepted Jesus, we simply asked Jesus, can you send X amount of money to Muhammad, Jesus? And it came in with extra despair. Muhammad later shared this and other miracles of provision and healing that brought over 124 people to Jesus Christ, of which three were evangelists who organized small group Bible studies. When Yasser, a former Muslim Brotherhood terrorist, led to Christ by Muhammad, had his left hand cut off by his former co-workers because of his conversion to Christianity, and yes, that's what happens in these countries, the hand was already rotten, smelly, full of worms, and required amputation of his left arm. We felt terrible that we could not help him directly, but we prayed a lot. The next day, his Christian doctor visited him secretly, very surprised, and told him that he was full, fully healed with no smell and no worms. Yes, sir, has successfully escaped his persecutors and lives safely in hiding now. After a horrific car crash rendered Sane's legs broken in seven places, we prayed a lot. You notice a pattern here. And both legs were healed miraculously. The next day, her two-month-old son, Bobo, fell off the hospital bed and died immediately. 
she gave up uh, sky, uh, gave up praying, overwhelmed with all the spiritual warfare going on around us, but Ned continued to pray for the dead baby, not for him to be happy in heaven, but for him to come alive again in Cairo in the name of Jesus. That's a bold prayer. This baby, a corpse in a plastic bag inside a refrigerator, became alive again five hours later. But his size grew in that of a one-year-old. Why? God wanted to make sure our new believer groups would be able to believe what God did and to show his power and goodness. Miracles like this really helped to make Jesus famous. <laughs> I can imagine it would make Jesus really famous. Do you imagine the gossip mill after a miracle like that? Our experience of God's goodness and power was not limited in Egypt. We were deported from Egypt in November 2018, which was a bit traumatic to our children, but we cannot forget his amazing encouragement. Two weeks before our deportation happened, God showed us at a prayer meeting that a new door and a new season would open for us. When we arrived exhausted at 2 a.m. to the Cairo airport, ending 18 hours of detention, mostly without food and water, with our kids, our hearts were grateful as we remembered that he was going to give us a new season. We thanked him for his faithfulness and goodness, knowing that our lives are in his perfect plan. By the way, they were kicked out of Egypt because they were making too many disciples. There were too many miracles that were happening, and there were too many people coming to Christ. That's what happens when you're successful in these countries for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just glad they're alive in Cairo because there could have been a different ending for sure. A secular uh, Islamic country, Turkey does not seem to be moved much by the many efforts of dedicated Christian workers over the last 200 years. But we continuously trust in his power and his goodness. We continually testify of his great name among all the people groups here in Izmir. We prayed for, so here we come with the stories again. <laughs> and they've, I think they've only been in Turkey for the past few months. We prayed for Ismail, a university student who came to ours after being invited by his friend Amin, a new believer, to our weekly house church worship service. Ismail's 10-year-old back pain got hot and disappeared in the name of the Lord Jesus. He also suffered because his parents were going through a divorce process and his heart was weary, but Jesus brought Ismail to himself and now he is joyful even amidst tribulation in Christ. God is good. We met Murat and Elf, Elf, Elif, that's it, Elif, a university graduate and a student during street evangelism. For 13 years, he, he suffered chronic pain in his shoulder and neck. Lots of money spent on doctors, physical therapists, and an Islamic imam who prayed for healing was useless. But as soon as we used the power and authority of our Lord, that the Lord Jesus gave us, the pain left. If you ever need prayer for anything, that's why I so wish Sky was here right now. She'd be praying over people. It'd be an amazing, amazing moment. Turkey is where the seven churches in his glory used to be, but after a long and tragic story, it is now full of Muslim background secular humanists. Most are very lost and confused. Last night, for example, we had dinner together with our new Turkish friends, Aran and his wife, Alif, and Duan. Duan said he's a deist and that God is energy. Elif said she prays to God but never understood the Quran. Aran said he is too young to get in interested in religion. 
However, after they heard that our creator came down to save us, that our king is not a dictator, that he died for us, and that he is like a lion but became a sacrificial lamb for us, they were happy for us to pray for them. We gave each a Bible in Turkish and planned to see each other again soon. We have an awesome God. Life is so much easier when we trust God to protect us. Sky used to have lots of physical problems, pains here and there, and she took iron pills for dizziness and MSN, MSN pills for wrist pain after childbirth. Since then, she's realized what an awesome God we have and what kind of power and authority he gave us because we are his children as we faithfully testify of his mighty name. I, she was able to overcome her own and others' physical problems, praying in the name of Jesus. However, our hope is not to live here with our mortal body forever, of course. We desperately desire to be with him forever. When we meet people here, we confess that we're not afraid of corona or death. We tell them we are not afraid to die today. And if we die, we know we will be with him in heaven. In these corona days, Satan's strategy against God's kingdom seems to be pretty successful in terms of inducing unreasonable fear, even among Christians in Turkey. What are we afraid of? We all know that this fear is not from God. God did not leave us alone here without him. God is right where you are. He is always faithful. We also wish to thank you for joining us in supporting the Last Call ministry. Our last two newsletters detail the breakthroughs that your financial par partnership this year has helped to make by God's grace, especially in Yemen, where more than 20 have requested baptism and also in Iraq. This past month, our Facebook commercials in Turkey included Sky's track voiced into a video and PDF Bibles, chart, chats, and responses went up from 10,000 to 40,000. It's awesome. Hallelujah. Separately, we rejoice that the Facebook campaign has been so successful in Iran that Iran's security agency and Islamic Jihad warriors have made threats, <laughs> frightening our local staff and teaching them to rely on Jesus for protection from harm. Pray we can expand this social media ministry to all 22 countries in the Middle East and North Africa, and that his provision will cover the increased costs of the commercials. You, you notice this woman is not afraid. The more persecution, the more challenge, the more threats, the more she's encouraged to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the more they see miracles, the more they see people coming to Jesus Christ. This is living in the book of Acts today. Separately, Pastor Ibrahim continues to plant churches in Sudan, more than 15 since January of this year. And more are being planted over the summer together with leadership conferences. He is also grateful for your generous contribution earlier this year that helped make all this happen. Please let Father Joe know, if you would, uh, like to be on our newsletter list to keep, uh, to keep us in prayer. By the way, part of the double portion we gave to their ministry earlier this year in March or April, they shared part of that with Pastor Ibrahim, who has an incredible ministry in Iran in this moment and is busy planting churches. So I just want to let you know, as you're watching the news and seeing what's going on in Iran and what's going on among the people there, there's a tremendous, there's a tremendous revival that is currently happening in Iran. It's going on right now, and St. John's is a part of that. 
because of our giving. So again, I just give thanks to God for the honor of, of being a part of this ministry. Uh, I'm almost done, but I don't know about you. I could keep on reading all day. <laughs> Locally, we regularly reach out through two pastors, one Turkish and one Syrian, to Syrian refugee, refugees who enjoy our effective, timely, and research way of presenting the gospel. Some families receive up to 130 U.S. dollar equivalent per month from the United Nations, barely enough to buy bread. In Turkey, there are over 4 million Syrian refugees, a significant number of whom fled the war and are without food and work. I imagine that's the uh, war in Iran. Um, this is where our uh, Arabic comes in handy, Arabic comes in handy. Already a poor Syrian family with a sickly child heard the gospel and the father accepted Jesus. Another couple agreed to accept Jesus also and not to go back to Islam. Please pray these new friends will grow in their understanding of Christ and be fruitful multipliers of the good news, sharing with everyone they meet. Finally, Last Call Ministry just learned that a book on Muslim apologetics by Nabel Karishi has been given permission by Zondervan to be published throughout the Middle East via translation we donated to last year. That would not have been possible without all of you. And you guys are into all kinds of stuff. <laughs> You're into all kinds of stuff. Helping to translate Bibles into the Arabic language so that Muslims can come to the Lord Jesus Christ during this hour. How awesome is that? Said the coordinator of this project. A powerful book. We pray it has great impact as it gets distributed soon to those with burning desire to defend the Christian faith. Its title is, No God But One. A former Muslim investigates evidence for Islam and Christianity. <laughs> There's no hiding from that title either. <laughs> uh, finally, God is fair. Fair, F-A-I-R. Time is running out, and we won't live here on earth forever. We must use our time and resources light wisely. God has entrusted an immense task to you and me to join him in the Great Commission in saving the world. When we meet each person with his love and power in our lives, the task will get done as others accept the joyous transformation that only Jesus gives. By the way, people can be healed when you pray on the phone and through screen chatting as well. Just don't stop testifying of his name and goodness. I fully believe that he is waiting to reward you when you walk with him faithfully. Our whole family prays for a joyous revival at St. John's. Amen. And know that the best is yet to come. Know of our gratitude. Be exceedingly blessed. How encouraging is that? What a blessing that is. Um, by the way, Sky is on the ground. She's here in Naples. I'm going to meet with her later this week. Uh, I know she's praying at this time. She'll be praying for the service tomorrow as I share. But Lord, in this moment, as we gather in this place, and as Marcy is with us as a missionary as well, and her family to Ethiopia, as we lift up Ned and Sky to you and the other missionaries that we support, we are so encouraged by the ministries that we're a part of and the way that you use your faithful missionaries in the furthering of your kingdom. We speak blessing to them. We speak favor. We speak grace. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us at St. John's with financial resources that we might be a financial blessing to these missionaries in these parts of the world where they are most neglected financially by the Western Christian world. But they're not neglected by us. 
and we give you thanks for that. We give you thanks for Sky's encouraging words to us today, words of faith, words of hope, words of miracles, words that, that each one of us can be a part of this as well as we focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, have faith and belief in his power, and pray for miraculous healing in his name. Lord, we pray in this moment as Ned and Sky have shared their faith with us and gratefulness for our partnership in their ministry. Lord, we pray that we would receive, uh, in Sky's words to us, an impartation of greater faith, an impartation of even greater miracles, an impartation of even, even greater provision. And Lord, we also pray this for Marcy and her missionary work and for her family and for all the missionaries whose lives that we're a part of. We speak abundant provision and favor and a mighty revival to the glory of your name. Amen.